Welcome to Frontiers of Faith, a podcast of the Pontifical Mission Societies. I am Katie Ruvalcaba, and today we are joined again by Father Anthony Andreasi. Welcome back, Father. Great to be here again, Katie. Thank you. I got your name right on the first try. Perfect, perfect. I just I just was like, you know what? I'm going to feel it in my heart rather than trying to read it off my paper. I'm going to do it that way. And we are joined actually by our good friend and fantastic Director of Communications for the Pontifical Mission Society, Inez San Martin. Inez! Hey, Katie. So good to see you again. Like, I miss our time in India, but we'll, this will have to do. I know. Well, we had time together in Florida. You could miss that, too. That was yes. fun. It was. Yes. But, um, Inez, we're so glad to have you back, although we do have you back under sort of sad and terrible circumstances. Uh, the Pope, um, Pope Francis has reached out to all Catholics and asked us uh, to be praying for the church in Nicaragua. So you are joining us today to talk to us about the situation that's going on there and to let us know that what we can do um, as, the, as the church here in America. So Inez, can you give us an idea of what's going on in Nicaragua? Yes. So um, let me try to be short about it, which is very hard because this is an issue I'm personally very passionate about. But basically, since 2018, the this relationship between the church and the government in Nicaragua has been um, going from bad to worse. Um, there was a civil uprising, a peaceful civil uprising in April 2018 um, that was, however, closed down by the government. Some 350 people were killed, thousands were arrested, and tens of thousands forced into exile. Among those forced into exile... We count Bishop Baez, um, who's currently, he's the Oxford Bishop of Managua. And since 2019, he's been forced to um, live in Nicaragua, and he's currently living in Miami here in the United States. Um, ever since then, we saw the government um, banning the Sisters of Charity, so the Mar Teresa sisters, accusing them of fun financing terrorism. He has unilaterally broken diplomatic relationship between the Holy See and Nicaragua, which means they expelled the nuncio, who's the, the papal representative in a, in any given country, um, calling him or labeling him persona non grata, um, which obviously means the, the Vatican, the Holy See today, if they need to advocate for their own people in Nicaragua, they actually have to go through a third country, which is something which we saw earlier this year in October, when the Holy See through Brazil um, managed to get 12 priests released from prison and into exile in Rome um, from Nicaragua. The problem, sort of what's leading us right now to organize um, a novena prayer campaign, which we'll talk about in a second, for Nicaragua is the fact that in the last 15 days of December, so the last 15 days of the year 2023, we saw the government imprisoning 19 priests and it's imprisoning is a term I use loosely they've actually been kidnapped um, no one knows where they are no one mm -hmm. their family members have not been able to locate them in any specific prisons and um, there is a fear that they've been sent to one specific prison in Managua that is known for um, its torture methods and the reason why these 19 priests got arrested and this includes a bishop was the fact that they publicly prayed for a second bishop who's currently in jail, who's been serving a 26-year sentence for um, attempting against the state. Um, that's Bishop Rolando Alvarez from the city of Matagalpa. And this is a great guy who has been very vocal um, in terms of the gospel and the need to protect the people and the need to fight authoritarian governments. Now, he's not, his speech, I use the word fight, but it's not 
the uh, word he would actually have used. Um, he truly mm -hmm. was, he truly is all about the gospel and the fact that, no, you cannot sit by and not pray and not help your brother in need when you see the government um, bringing, literally bringing the tanks out on the streets um, to try to quiet civil protests. Wow. Can you, do you, in 2018, the protests that, that were happening, what were they against specifically? So um, it, it it was literally because um, young students from um, different universities in um, across the country were against a reform by the government that would actually brought down the money, the um, old, um, so the retirees receive from the, the government, so the pension system. They wanted okay. to change the pension system in detriment of the elderly. And young people were like, no, we cannot stand that. I don't want to see my grandparents leave with even less money than the one they already have after a lifetime mm -hmm. of work. Um, wow. But that kind of, it did grow much like a, you know, a mushroom would um, in terms of, okay, this is not just about the pension system. It's also about the fact that security in the country is going down. Um, inflation was up. Um, there was a lot of things that were happening in the country that led to, let's be, like you honestly put, there was a, a request from the protesters for the government to actually be dissolved uh, because wow. it was turning more and more into a dictatorship, which is what we're seeing now. Because, I mean, you, you can have a lot of problems with a lot of people, but to accuse the Sisters of Mother Teresa of financing terrorism I yeah. think that's, you know, that kind of tells you there's there's a little bit more going on than what meets the eye. That's such a stretch from what we know of, of Mother Teresa's sisters. So I can imagine that would be concerning at a minimum. Um, and when you're talking about something that ultimately is just, you know, economic concerns, I mean, not just economic concerns, those are huge concerns. But um, in our country, we're so familiar with economic protests or protests against things like that, that we, that we don't approve of. So it would be very strange for an American to find themselves in prison for something like that. Father Anthony, do you have any, um, anything you want to add about the situation that's going on in Nicaragua? Uh, I mean, you know, Inez is obviously her background. She's much, much stronger on this topic. But mm -hmm. I actually was in Nicaragua in 2000. I don't know if I share this with Inez. I t was there in 2008, which is not that long ago. Um, I brought a group of students and parishioners to work. Um, um, there's, there's something called the Mustard Seed Project. They have a they have a place in um, Jamaica, and that, and they also have a place in Nicaragua where they work with severely disabled children. All I can remember going in 2008 was there was um, I don't remember any concern about traveling to Nicaragua or anything like that. So I so that's about 15 years ago, but it just shows you how, and you know we 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 were a Catholic group. There was, I mean, nothing. We had no, nothing to worry about or anything like that. So how much, how quickly things can change. In fact, I was talking to someone else recently where, seminary I believe in New Orleans, I believe it's called Notre Dame Seminary for, for part of the Southeast. That as part of the seminarians' training, they would spend several weeks in Nicaragua, um, mm. learning Spanish. Learn, learning about the church there. And obviously that has not happened for years now. So um, yeah, just shows you how quickly the fort, not the fortunes or the state of the church can change very quickly in its ability to preach the gospel, actually just to, to exist. So 
yeah, just just to be there. You know, we're right, talking about right. priests and bishops being arrested. So, and as with the trouble that the church is having, just kind of existing in Nicaragua right now, what is the what are we doing? What are we as Americans and the Pontifical Mission Societies and Catholics around the world doing to to support the church? Perfect. Thank you for that question, Katie. So the the fact that we currently and the Holy See doesn't have diplomatic relationships with Nicaragua, we've seen the government actually freeze the bank accounts of a lot of church institutions. It's very hard for us to um, actually send material aid to Nicaragua. However, um, as Catholics, we truly believe in the power of prayer. So the first thing we're trying to do is respond, um, massively respond to Pope Francis' request for urgent prayers for Nicaragua and for the church in Nicaragua. He told us on January 1st, the first day of the year and the Feast of Our Lady, that he is praying for Nicaragua, that he's following with deep concern what is happening there and what's happening, what's being done to Catholic priests um, in Nicaragua by the government. So he, he asked the world to pray. And what we're doing at the Pontifical Mission Societies is we're joining forces with aid to the church in need, which is another pontifical institution. So both the North American or the United States branches of this big papal foundations are coming together in a novena for to the Immaculate Conception, who is the patroness of Nicaragua um, for this Central American country. And what we're doing is we're inviting people to sign up. Um, you can sign up to receive daily emails with um, a quote from the gospel, a reflection from the Pope, and also a specific prayer for Nicaragua. You can get that by signing up at onefamilymission.org or aidtothechurchinneed.org. Uh, both organizations are running the campaign. Both organizations are sending out the emails. And we will also be posting daily reminders of the novena or to the novena um, on our social medias. So you can follow us at DPMS underscore USA or um, Aid to the Church in Need. And Facebook, Instagram, X, Twitter, whatever um, you are at on social media, you can find us and you can find the novena. And we, we truly do hope people are going to join us uh, because it is... You know, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to be asked for more money. I don't want to be asked for, or I can't. I really cannot contribute. I really cannot help. Um, well, we all have five minutes to pray for a church that is desperately in need of our prayer. And, you know, as as God, as Jesus has told us, when two or more come together and pray in my name, I'll be there. I'm, I'm in the midst of them. And, you know, in, in the world in which we can join online virtually anything from a rave party to the gym, then why not let's all come together and pray. And we can each do it at the time that is best for us. You're going to get a morning email if you sign up. It's going to be at 8 a.m. So basically, as you're sitting down at the office or right after you drop the kids in school, you can just slow down, take five minutes, and pray for people who desperately need your prayers. Yeah. And if you're like me and you find yourself not able to spend a lot of time reading your emails over here at Frontiers of Faith, we are actually going to um, verbalize all of those for you. So you're going to have nine straight days of um, the prayers being read out loud for you. So you can do it while you're in the car. You can do it while you're cleaning your bathroom, whatever it is that you need to do. And that's starting on January 14th. You'll hear you know, me coming into your feed every single day to help lead you in this prayer that the Pope has asked us to do. And and what Inez is saying is so powerful. We get so caught up in the idea that money is the biggest thing, but um, prayer is so, so powerful. And this year um, here at Frontiers of Faith, we really want to try to encourage you to pray more for the mission churches. And so this is going to be our first novena, hopefully the first of many that we put out to you to yes. help you pray for these churches, but specifically our brothers and sisters in Nicaragua. And is there anything else that we need to know? 
Well, simply that something to keep in mind as we join the novena is that we currently, there are a lot of missionaries, so foreign priests and religious sisters and even lay families who have been um, expelled from Nicaragua or who had their visas denied because the government truly is afraid um, for the, you know, the power of the gospel and the power of the, the love that God has come to give on us and that mm-hmm. freedom that we all have intrinsically to our, you know, quality of being human being and children of God. So in, in that sense, just, you know, A, keep people in your prayers and B, if you run, if you happen to run into a Nicaragua priest who is in exile, he's in your parish, he's in your diocese, he's, you know, helping your priest, please do reach out to them. Um, they are, you know, they are in need of also just a friend and, you know, someone who acknowledges their suffering and that mm-hmm. this is happening. And I, I think, um, you know, with so much going on in the world, we sometimes get lost and we forget that you know, there's very concrete suffering that we can help right now and there are wounds that we can help heal right now. And in this case, we're promoting Nicaragua and we're asking people to pray for Nicaragua, but we know we're conscious of the fact that as you're praying for Nicaragua, you can also pray for everywhere where the church is suffering and where people are suffering in general. Yeah, the- you know, church all over the world. We talked a little bit last week about, you know, Ukraine and Israel and Gaza and all of these places where our brothers and sisters, both in faith and just as human beings with dignity, because they are human beings, are absolutely in need of our prayers. So thank you for joining us this week. Inez, uh, Father Anthony, do you have a blessing or anything that you can offer for our, our listeners before we go? Of course. Um, so we pray for the church wherever it's persecuted. I mean, and we, we could spend good bit of time here, whether it's Nicaragua, the church in China, we pray that um, that Almighty God uh, give strength and hope and grace to those who suffer persecution for our faith, for their faith. And as they do this and they unite it with the sufferings of Christ, may we who live in the church where we are safe and we're not daily threatened by the practice of our faith, May their sufferings give us grace and inspiration to live our faith, but also to support them as they struggle to remain faithful to Christ and his gospel. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us this week, guys. And please keep uh, keep your notifications on for your Frontiers of Faith. Make sure you go to onefamilyandmission.org to sign up for those emails for the, the novena. And if you're not following on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything, it is TPMS, like the Pontifical Mission Societies, TPMS underscore USA to follow along and get the shorter versions of those if you just need it on your heart every day. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thanks, Katie. Bye. Frontiers of Faith is a podcast of the Pontifical Mission Societies produced by Katie Ruvalcaba. Theme music by Ethan Stevie. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at faith underscore frontiers and at Frontiers of Faith on Facebook and Instagram. To support the work of the Pontifical Mission Societies, please go to onefamilyinmission.org to donate.